Welcome back. In this episode, we are going to talk about special education related to culture. So first, what is culture? Some components are the values, beliefs, behaviors, or just the norms that are shared in the broad view or just the larger societal norms. Culture can be associated with a nation, ethnicity, religion, or other broad social groups. So for example, in the American culture, there are values and beliefs in individualism, such as individual rights and personal freedom as well as traditions like Thanksgiving or the 4th of July. And more relevant now, even though it's not an official national holiday, it could be something like the Super Bowl Sunday. And in daily life, English is the predominant language spoken. So with all that, we can see the broad view of culture and everything that can fit inside. Culture also plays a big role in education, and it is extremely important that there's equal education for all students. When it comes to culture, making sure that there's appreciation for one's own culture as well as other cultures creates that welcoming space. The curriculum is somewhere to start, but it is difficult to find a common ground for all cultural and ethnic groups because there's such a wide variety. In fact, some ethnic minorities are still underrepresented or overrepresented in certain special education categories such as African-American students historically being overrepresented and Asian-American students being underrepresented because of stigmas or backgrounds. The U.S. has once been called the cultural melting point, but this then disregarded the uniqueness of other cultures and only brought forth the outcome of the American culture. This was then changed to the cultural salad bowl, where each culture in this metaphor being like the lettuce, tomato, onion, etc., all added the contribution to the final result, and it emphasized that they all had their own qualities. However, then a question to consider when trying to include all backgrounds is that if two cultures contradict each other in beliefs, who is going to be regarded? So, for example, if two cultures think of women differently, to what extent is their practice going to be shown? Another important thing to note is that ethnicity and exceptionality must not be mistaken for one another. Ethnicity refers to the cultural, social, or national affiliation that individuals may have based on the shared characteristics such as language, customs, ancestry, religion, and traditions. Exceptionality is more of education and psychology and the unique characteristics an individual has that is different than typical development or behavior. So these two concepts of ethnicity and exceptionality can sometimes be mixed up because of the stereotypes and biases and how people can perceive or interpret other characteristics or the language and the difficulties with accurately assessing and identifying the exceptionalities. So it is important to gear away from being ethnocentric and instead be more open to new ideas, beliefs, and just ways of teaching. Also, it is really important to have cultural competence, and this refers to where there's an understanding of communication, family beliefs, uh, beliefs about disabilities, aligning education goals with cultural values. Also, making sure that there's a wide variety of materials, resources, and activities that represent different backgrounds and experiences, such as like artwork, music, literature, and more. A surprising statistic is that black students are 1.41 times more likely to be identified for special education than just the general population. 
This could be just because of the bias in test used or the prejudice in teachers. Black students may also have a lower SES or just a socioeconomic status and factors relating to poverty that may be identifying students. The assessments could be biased because they could draw from specific experience that doesn't always relate to other subcultures resulting in the inaccurate scores. So learning how to make instruction in multicultural and bilingual education equal creates a better learning environment. If students' needs are ignored, then they may receive instruction not suited to their needs, and this will likely lead to the not learning the skills and just not putting them on the right path for success in life. Using instructional practices that have proven effective for students of different backgrounds will help many individuals. The emphasis on individualism and giving the student motivation and corrective feedback, as well as explicit and the frequent instructions so that they are able to understand and comprehend what they are learning. The focus on teaching tolerance and appreciation for differences is going to make the positive change. And when I say tolerance, I'm referring to the appreciation and valuing of individuals. Communicating with parents will help understand other cultural views on teaching practices with their kids, and this will then help make the most ethical decisions. And more specifically, when it comes to language minority students, it can be difficult to know what to teach them because some federal and state policies demand that students who aren't fluent in English must score on average the same as those who are fluent in English. So there's a couple approaches that we can take. The first one is teaching the kid in their native language and teaching English as a separate subject to begin to understand the basics and get fluent in English. Once the kid is fluent, they can make the transition to teaching subjects in the English language. Or the other approach is incorporating the English instruction from the beginning and gradually building up the skills and the complexity. Also, when learning English, it could be sometimes more useful for children to work together and help one another. And understanding how to read is critically important because it is a skill for school and just life in general. Opportunities to listen to reading, examine books, engaging in activities relating to word comprehension like nursery rhymes or writing can all be very beneficial. So the key takeaway is that kids should be able to express pride in their identities and cultures. And with that, if there's a mutual understanding, it can enhance one's self-worth and lead to success in many aspects of life. Thank you for listening.